Hey everybody, welcome back to Garage Talk. As always, I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. We got a young gun today, Conrad. Oh yeah, I know, I know. A young gun, play-by-play guy from Action Sports Network, Grant Schaus. How we doing, sir? You know, I'm not doing too bad. I've been listening to you guys for a while now. Appreciate it. And uh, been kind of bugging you guys to get on, so now I'm finally here and uh, Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I wouldn't say bugging, but you know. Uh, we're glad to have you on, yeah. man. Uh, you're a fun guy to listen to. I appreciate that. H- how long have you been doing this? So, it's really been something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing it since I was little, really, in the backyard. I mean, I used to go out and uh, play a whole baseball game in my backyard. And I was uh-huh. all nine guys on the field. <laughs> and I would announce it. And I was the ground screw. And I was also the umpire. Wow. You're the ground so, screw, too. Oh, yeah. Man. Man, that's hilarious. Oh, man. I go out. I set up the bases and everything. But, um, you know, it's something I've always wanted to yeah. do. And then, um, really, it was just kind of something I did for fun. I didn't really think you could make a career out of it mm-hmm. um, like I've been trying to do. But uh, it finally progressed to the point where I would play like a – Madden, mm-hmm. and I'd announce the Madden game. So really? Like, oh yeah, and I think that's how you uh, you learn and you practice and everything. And uh, finally, I, I I got into high school, and my junior year of high school, I started going to a career center in uh, in Wabash that our school fed into. And um, at the career center, I took a media class, and in that class, they taught us how to like you know do um, you know make videos and everything, kind of like what your daughter's doing here yeah. at Ball State. Um, they taught us kind of how to do those things, and uh, um, through the people I met up there, I made a connection with the radio station there in Wabash, mm-hmm. 105.9 The Bash, which mm-hmm. is, ironically, we're now partnered with on the Action Sports Network. Mm-hmm. And um, I started working for them. And I did Little League baseball games on the radio. Really? Yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah, wow. Little League baseball games. You, you know, I get there to the venue, and they'd have a table set up there uh, right by the fence. Uh-huh. Bring the equipment, throw the headsets on, and I had no game prep. Awesome. I didn't know who these kids were, but uh, those were fun. And, and that's really how I got started. And then it didn't really work out there. And ironically, uh, I kind of got fired. Uh, there because yeah. I wanted to work for Andy, and then uh, ironically, we ended up partnering with them. So we're back with them now, or so I'm back with them now, and it's uh, uh it's been pretty fun. Yeah, so I enjoy it. That's, that's kind of how I got started. Right. So growing up, what announcer did you like really admire? Model yourself after as well. Um, I really liked, uh, still to this day, I really like a. Guy by the name of Don Fisher with his oh which yeah, is, which if you're uh, a you. fan, yeah. <laughs> uh, I always listened to Don Fisher growing up. Actually, last week I was down at an IU game. Uh-huh. I saw Don Fisher got a picture with me. Awesome, which was pretty cool. Uh, but I kind of model off of Don Fisher. I really like a guy who works for CBS Sports named uh, Jim Nance. Yeah, mm-hmm. who does uh, you know he I does like the him. NFL. He does, he used to do. He's not doing it anymore. College basketball. Yeah. Um, and so I, I really those were probably the two big ones for me. So, like, what was that conversation like with Fisher? Well, unfortunately, you... I didn't really get to like talk to him because he was in a hurry. But I was uh, able to grab him and we got a picture real quick. But I, I, I really would like to sit down and have a five minute conversation with him if I could have. 
Yeah. But, you know. I would have chewed his ear. I would have gave him everything I got for 15 seconds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have, but, you know. <laughs> These yeah. guys like that, I, I, I mean, they're yeah. in a hurry and yeah. everything. So, uh, you know, but but that was still pretty cool because his perch there at Assembly Hall is right behind the benches. Mm-hmm. There. And we were sitting in our seats, which were relatively close to the floor. And I said to my buddy, I go, get up. I go, get up. So we go down there and, and, and we caught him as he was walking towards us. And just like, hey, can we get a pic? So snapped <laughs> a quick picture right there. And, that, and, that, and, and that's pretty much it. But, yeah, I really would have liked to talk to him. You well, should have been like, man, I, I wish you could be my mentor. I, I'm an up-and-coming yeah, play-by-play guy. I'm trying. Would have been awesome. I'm working my rear end off to get into the business and and then uh, slip him a, or send him a link to your. Right. Yeah. And, and, and see, I, I've been fortunate enough because uh, my dad did this when he was my age mm-hmm. for a radio station in college. He went to Manchester College, and he – Became really good friends with the best, uh, like his best friend is a guy named Rob Nichols who uh, went on and ended up being the sports. Uh, he was the SID at mm-hmm. Manchester College and he bounced around. He worked at a, a WIBC, which is a big radio station on the circle in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. MS Communications. And he kind of got out of the business, but they stayed in touch. And since I've come up and started doing this, he's kind of been like a mentor to me uh-huh. and has taught me things and listens to games that, that I do and gives me pointers. And, of course, Andy, Andy McCord as well, you know, um, he's given me a lot of good advice. And um, he took a chance on me as a high schooler last year to go and do games, and he kind of took me under his wing. So I've been really appreciative of the people who have uh, – Kind of helped me and taken me under their wing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, kind of opened some yeah. some doors for you. Yeah. So what's been like the the funnest part about this whole uh, career path you've kind of ventured me now, out on? For me right now, I think it's more of a building the rapport with, uh, with the right people. Mm-hmm. You know, the coaches, uh, administrators at these schools that we go and, and we're at all the time. Um, the players as well, really. I, I mean – some of them are my age. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I went to school with some of these guys. So I already knew them going in. But really, the more fun part to me is uh, has been building the rapport with these people and showing them what I can do and showing them my craft a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, has been my favorite. Now, so you're an Oak Hill graduate. Yep. Did sorry you? about that. No, you're fine. Nothing to be you're sorry fine. about, man. I- Nah, I, man, I love it over there. I love me some Condors, Indiana. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I was over there yesterday. I went and bought some fudge. Yeah, they, they got a pretty good fudge place over there. Well, they were voted the, yeah. the best fudge yeah. shop in Indiana. I, I've Really? Yeah, not I just Grant County's greatest, but the wow. whole state. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they take a mean team pick. Uh-huh. They're great. Yep. Yeah, the Ledbetters. Uh-huh. Shout out to they do. Ken Ledbetter. Yep. And it's a, so what athletics did you participate in? Well, I kind of stopped playing sports around uh, middle school, junior mm-hmm. high. Uh, I played basketball growing up. My dad is an assistant coach at Oak Hill still, and he was in charge of the elementary basketball program. And so I always played in that growing up. And it wasn't because I felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed playing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't very good. I didn't get the athletic gene mm-hmm. um, in my family. Um, I played baseball. I played Little League Baseball for three or four years, which was fun. Baseball is probably my first love. Is it? And then it, and then it turned into 
really turned into basketball as mm-hmm. I started to get older. But I really wasn't an athlete. I was a pretend athlete. In my <laughs> you want, yeah, you wanted to be. Yeah, yeah I wanted I mean, to be. And then, and, and then, you know, really that's kind of how me playing in the backyard started is because I wanted to be an athlete, and I just threw in the announcers with it. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, okay, maybe, th- maybe this is the route I want to go. So, um yeah. What, what, which sport do you think in your eyes, like when you're when you're up in the up in the press box and you're looking down, which sport do you think, man, you got to be like a freakish athlete to play this sport? Because uh, I think of baseball because just this is just my opinion to swing at a ball that's coming. Yeah, 80 plus, you know, and. I don't know if there's kids around here that are throwing in the 90s, but that that's hard to do. I think there's been an argument, really, and this was a debate that got up that got brought up at the lunch table in high school. You know, when I was still in high school, is that you know what's the toughest sport to play? And I agree. I think it's baseball, bar none, because I mean, you're sitting there. You got to have the patience to wait on a to wait on a ball that is coming in at so many different ways. It could be spinning a different way. It's coming in 85 miles an hour, and you got to try to put a, try to hit your, you know, swing your stick and hit that ball. So I do think baseball is probably the hardest sport. Really, really as a broadcaster, what I've kind of figured out is there's been sometimes I'll be watching a sport like football, mm-hmm. and this doesn't happen a lot. Sometimes I'll see something out there, and I'm like, man, I wish I was out there on that field playing, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, if that answers your question, yeah. I, I mean, I, and I think wrestling, I think wrestling is a hard, a hard sport. I mean, uh, it's only a couple minutes. You know, the way you have to condition yourself. Oh that. man, oh, yeah, and I know, and you know, you got to be disciplined, not just with working out, but like watching your nutrition, your, your diet. Yep. Do you call wrestling? No. Yeah, have you? No. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't. I don't see that in my future. Of course, I say that <laughs> maybe something down the line yeah. will open up. Uh, but I'm not that big into it. Yeah. To be honest with you, I really don't know what's going on. I went to a few meets in high mm-hmm. school, but mm-hmm. uh, it's fun to watch because yeah. I. I mean, I feel like. I mean, being at Oak Hill, Oak Hill's known for their wrestling oh, yeah. program. Oh, yeah. So you would go to some of these meets, and there'd be an atmosphere mm-hmm. at the meet mm-hmm. because people get into it, and 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 that was really fun, but. I can imagine wrestling's probably tough because I used to see their practices sometimes running up and down them hallways. It's like, yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah, that'd be. I, I could not do that. Your conditioning, your diet, cutting you know, weight. Yeah. yeah, and I agree. You know, hitting a baseball has got to be the hardest thing oh, yeah. there is. Oh yeah, but and, and and it's like Andy McCord would tell me, you know, he'd be like, I could play the outfield, but I could never hit a curveball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I, I so. Uh, I don't think I could hit a fastball. I'm not sure I could I don't hit a th- 40 mile an hour. To be honest. I don't. I don't. I don't think I could uh, volley a tennis ball. I think. I think that'd be kind of tough. Uh, a good buddy of mine is a, a was a really solid tennis player in high school, and I went to one of his matches one time, and this dude's out there hitting the ball coming off his racket probably over 60 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and it's like. I can't imagine being over there on the other side of that net trying to yeah. hit the ball back. I just couldn't do it. See, now that's a sport, too, where 
conditioning is big. I mean, yeah, you, oh, yeah. you run so much. Oh, yeah. I agree. Oh, my goodness. I agree. Now, I do have fun playing backyard badminton, man. <laughs> I do have a lot of fun really? with that. Yeah, man. I, which, you know, uh, that's an Olympic sport. But and I think I think one of the sports that's really taken over and it's a big trend right now is pickleball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's blown. I mean, it's, yeah. it's crazy how yeah. that's gotten a grip on uh, middle aged uh, to over you know yeah. past middle aged men in America. Senior citizens. Well, I wasn't. Me. I wasn't going to get on you today because I'm walking around like I'm a senior citizen today. But yeah, yeah, pickleball's like. I've even asked Ted, man, let's get some pickleball rackets. Yeah. Let's get out there. And I've not played. Well, I, I take that back. I've played once. Have you? Yeah, like one game for about five minutes, and that's all I could take from it. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you right now, I've seen some very competitive senior citizens out there, and they take it seriously. I'll tell you what, it's fun getting on TikTok. I'll see some of these videos of people playing pickleball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Man, that looks fun. Uh-huh. You know, because it gets competitive. Yep. So yeah, he there's this one guy who's like, "Hey, this is the difference between a fifty dollar pickleball racket, which I was like, that's pretty expensive, mm-hmm. to a five hundred dollar pickleball <laughs> yeah. racket." I was like, yeah. "What?" Uh, I mean, I mean, those people have got to be seriously dedicated to the game. Yeah, spend five hundred dollars. Yeah, on I, a pickleball racket. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, I mean, they've got their own. I think they got their own league. Their really? Own, yeah, I think so. I, I'm pretty certain I was in a doctor's office and it was on the, on the TV or something like that. And I was like, what in the heck is going on? Yeah. Like, uh, it's kind of, you know, I think it's becoming one of those things that's kind of like golf. Mm-hmm. You know, people play golf because it's a hobby mm-hmm. and it's fun. And there's some people who, who play it and are dedicated to it and still aren't very good at it. Right. Um, you know, there's some people that can't even hit the ball past their nose, mm-hmm. me being one of them. <laughs> so I think that's kind of what that's turning into a little bit is kind of the golf dynamic of mm-hmm. it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I hit the ball about 180 yards, but it's straight. Mm-hmm. I uh, hear uh, Ole Miss U Sports started a uh, like a Little League golf uh, program and, and uh, our uh, – our golf varsity coach here at Mrs. Cinewa, uh kind of was the head of it, the commissioner, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of, I kind of used that to get a couple pointers from him. But uh, I, if I think hitting the ball straight is half the battle, right. I'm not worried about smoking it. But I had a good time at Top Golf. You ever I mean, go? Up? Yeah, Top Golf is pretty fun. Yeah, it's I, super I, I fun. Enjoy it. Yeah, I. Uh, I think I'd rather go to Top Golf than probably Arbor Trace. Be honest, <laughs> just just because it's it's a little more laid back and yeah, and, and you can get a steak or a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Grant, what what all sports have you covered so far? So this year um, started something a little bit new. We started doing soccer mm-hmm. this year, so that's something new I've added. Um, volleyball, something I picked up more this year. Obviously, did football last year and this year. Basketball, of course, and then baseball and softball. Mm-hmm. And you're doing boys and girls yep. basketball, correct? Yep, okay. doing a girls basketball game tonight, actually. Where are you at tonight? Uh, doing uh, Marion at Wabash Girls. Okay. Now you, now, you did one last night as well, right? Yep. Where Oak was Hill, you at last night? Uh, Oak Hill at Northfield Girls. Who won? 
Oak Hill won 45 to 30. Okay. Let me just ask you, when, when you're calling that game, how do you stay biased? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It's hard. And it's a question I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I thought, I thought if there's any question they're going to ask, it's going to yeah. be about bias. be honest with you. Now it does not mean as much to me calling Oak Hill, for example, as it would have a year ago. Um, just because now I feel as if I don't have a dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, my buddies last year, you know, calling their games because these were my classmates that I was in school with, it meant a little more because they're my friends and I want to see them win the game. Not to say I don't like these people that are still at Oak Hill still. It just it doesn't mean as much to me anymore to see them go out and win a game. Um, hmm. And that may make me sound bad. It does. But, but – it's just, it's just. There's a fine line of trying not to be biased, mm-hmm. and I try to stay across the line of not being biased. Yeah. So, uh-uh. so you're learning professionalism, trying at an yeah. early trying. age, a young age, trying to. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, I mean, you yeah. still got, you still got years ahead of you. So, getting that that one skill down now, it only helps. Right. And I'm just, too old to get that skill down, man. <laughs> You know, but, I don't think you're ever too early to start learning. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, doing the game last night, really, I mean, yeah, I went to school with those girls, yeah. most of those girls, and I knew them. I knew them in high school, but seeing, you know, coming back and doing these games, especially doing an O-Kill football game, for example, um, just seeing those guys out there, really, to see them win or lose the game does not mean that much to mm-hmm. me anymore, like I okay. said. Like, give you an example. Oak Hill plays Mississinawal this year in football at Oak Hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys went to that game. Yeah, we yeah. were there on the fence. See, that game ends in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Almost, quote-unquote, controversial. If mm-hmm. Whether or not Levi Trexler got into the end zone. And I don't know if he got into the end zone because mm-hmm. I wasn't there. But I listened to the end of the game. Oak Hill lost. Huh, well, sucks being an Oak Hill fan. But life goes on. See, last year... If that had happened, I would have been upset about it for a week and been like, oh, he got in the end zone. That's right, a terrible call. Right. Blah, 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 blah. And now it just doesn't mean it uh-huh. as much to me anymore. It just doesn't. And um, I don't know whether that's a bad thing or not, but mm-hmm. just I try, I, I try to keep I, – I try to not have a dog in the fight because I feel like if you have a dog – if you feel like you have a dog in the fight and your dog loses – you're going to be pretty upset. Mm-hmm. And I hate being upset. <laughs> I think a lot of people hate being upset. Dude, you're way more mature than I am. You think so? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm that guy who's like, I wake up Sunday morning. I'm not going to let a loss by the Colts ruin my day. Well, I'll be honest with you. When it gets to college and professional at that level, it does sometimes ruin my day. <laughs> yeah. Like, like. Right now, Indiana football, I'm a diehard IE fan, obviously. It's kicking off right now, uh-huh. and they're going to play Illinois. And I think Indiana has a shot to win these next three games and um, become bowl eligible. And that's all I want as an Indiana fan is see them oh, bowl wow. eligible. And today's a big game. If yeah. they get beat, they're done. They're done. They're not going to be bowl yeah. eligible. they got to win three in a row. And the coach is probably done, too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Unfortunately, I mean, I hope not. I, well, I hope so, actually. I do hope he is. But 
they need to come up with $20 million to buy out his contract. Well, yeah. And, 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 and I just don't know that Indiana's going to want to do that for their football program, unfortunately. <laughs> so. Dude, that's, that might be something that you and uh, the guys that work for Andy might start working on your contract there. I need a buyout. You want to buy out? You need to tell Andy you want to buy out your clause. I'll talk to him for you. No, I'm talking about you guys, you oh, announcers. Yeah. yeah. You think so? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't really know all what all that means. So. I don't either. I'm, <laughs> you know, no, the, if, the if, if Andy ever comes up to you and says, hey, you're done, you're like, well, you owe me this buyout. You promised me. We're Maybe. Just, we're just Maybe. teasing. We, we, we get paid monthly. We know. You, uh. you, you guys, Andy does a great job. You guys do a great yeah. job. Now, your dad also does this, correct? Yeah. Okay. He does. Yep. I, I actually did the uh, Oak Hill game with him last night. Okay. That's so. cool. Yep. Yep. So, what's that vibe like when you're sitting there next to your dad calling a game? It depends. Uh, because sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I think like a lot of people, sometimes I let it stress me out a little bit. And so I'll be sitting there kind of stressed out about about what's to come. Is something with the equipment's not working right mm-hmm. or, you know, the software's not really working and I got to figure out how to, you know, I got to call Andy and say, what am I supposed to do here? Right. Sometimes that stresses you out. But if we get hooked on like we did last night and, and, and we're smooth and usually it's good. But my dad, you know, he's been out of the game for a while. It's been over 20 years mm-hmm. since he did games at the high school and college level. And um, I think it still kind of takes, and of course he'll listen to this and give me a lecture on why it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) It still has kind of taken him, and I'll be honest with you, it it still has taken him a while to get things figured out and get that mojo back a little bit because he doesn't have time to sit around all week with his day job and go over the information all week leading Mm -hmm. up to the game. And I do because I have that time, and so – I probably sound a little more polished when it comes to names and rosters and everything and and stats and Mm -hmm. and, and that kind of stuff, and he just doesn't. But I know if he had the time to sit down and do it, then he would. Mm -hmm. Um, So did you take the lead on this? Last night, so it kind of depends just how we do it. Sometimes I do the whole game, and he just does color, and I I lead into it in and out of breaks and everything. And Sometimes he'll be the lead, and then he'll do like – uh, the first and third quarter, and then I'll do the second and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So um, we just kind of switch back and forth a little bit. That, that's, that's what we did last night. Uh, but it just kind of depends, really. Well, and, and see, people don't understand that, okay, you're not just on there talking, okay? And Conrad knows this. Conrad's a pretty good engineer for us here. I but, try. You, know, you go, you get, you got to get everything set up. And like you said, it, you're preparing throughout the week if you have the time. Yeah. Now, you're not just trying to memorize numbers to match up with the player right. and the names. But you guys really need to kind of be on top of the rules as well, don't you? You can't just say, oh, I don't like, know. If like, it, is that a spot foul or is that? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do. You, um, I think to me – Harping on the officials is not going to get you anywhere. No. Um, especially on the air because you want to maintain the professionalism. Yep. Uh, but harping on referees is not going to get you anywhere because at the end of the day, you're up there and they're down there calling the game. Mm-hmm. And like last night, there were a couple calls 
where I didn't say it, but I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, that's not the right call. Mm-hmm. That, that's a bad call. Yeah. But and sometimes, sometimes if it's really bad, then I, I then I will say on the air subtly, hey, this is a bad call, and here's and here's why. But then I kind of come up with a counterclaim to it, mm-hmm. and you know. Well, you know, for example, oh, John, uh, it looked like Johnson's feet weren't set on that charge call that they mm-hmm. called on him. But on the other end of the floor, they they made that same call, and really it was the same play. So at least the officials are being consistent. Consistent, yeah. So I try not to harp on referees a little bit. Um, yeah, sometimes I think they get tough, it enough. Though. Sometimes yeah. it's it, it's tough though. Yeah, because there's some that are bad, like. For example, the other night, I went to the game. I didn't do the game, but um, it was Wabash, Mrs. Cinewall. And you know where the radio people sit there yeah. in the Miss Cinewall gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was sitting there. I was just doing some stats. And the referee crew doing the game are three guys that have refereed multiple state finals at different in different sports mm-hmm. and guys that are big-time referees in the state of Indiana. And I thought, they, I thought the game they called was fine, but you had – Wabash people in the stands say, oh, that, that's a bad call. Mm-hmm. What are you guys looking yep. at? And it's like, obviously, I didn't think it was. Um, these guys are state-level officials. Why Why do you want to discredit state-final-level officials? That just never has made sense to me. Well, and like you said, you know, it's – their calls are 50-50 because, you know, for one team, it was the right call. For the other team, it right. wasn't. So. right. And that's you know that is that's a tough job. It is. But like you said, you know some of these guys, you know, what what's our statistic? You know, the majority of them are over thirty five yeah. years old. No, now uh, it's over fifty. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's over fifty. I, I thought I saw. Uh, I heard someone say that back in. Well, actually, it was on your guys' with J.D. Collins. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, he yeah. said that the average age of an official back when he started was. In the 30s or mm-hmm. yeah. uh, late 30s, early 40s, and now it's 55, yeah. 57 yeah. years old. Yeah. So I, I think officials are becoming scarce. They are. And it's not like they're just dropping off the face of the earth. It's because of people who people. Yep. want to you know harass them in the mm-hmm. stands pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, the, and the rise of everybody having a video recorder on, yeah. their, on their person at all times. Yep. You know, and, and now as soon as – drama pops off, you know, they're quick to pull out their camera phone right. and, and, uh, it, it makes for an interesting, uh, uh, Facebook reel when you see it. Yeah. 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 Get them clicks, get them likes. But, you know, JD, he also said they try and get, what was the percentage on, on get uh, correct calls? Oh well, he he said last year in the tournament they came in at ninety six percent on out of a hundred on in the NCAA the, tournament. the correct calls yeah, yes good. correct calls yeah. that's crazy to yeah. me I I think the NCAA tournament it, it is officiated well because oh, yeah. you start to get the officials that work their way up mm-hmm. and um, actually there was a referee that I followed and actually got to meet one time. Uh, for a couple years, his name's Bo Barossi. Mm-hmm. He's out of Indianapolis. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He 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 lives down in a lives down in Hamilton County, mm-hmm. but he's retired now. And he used to do, I mean, big time games. Oh, yeah. I, I was... mean, he did the national championship in 2021 there when it was all in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. He did the game on Monday. 
later that week I'm at an AAU tournament and he was there evaluating officials mm-hmm. and I was and I was like I can't help it and mm-hmm. I just went up to him and I said you did that game the other night and I saw you on TV and everything and and I just got to asking him stuff and he was like well us referees we don't even know where we're going for the next step of the tournament until mm-hmm. like you know, you have no idea if after the first weekend in the NCAA tournament, if you're going to get to do a Sweet right. 16. Yeah, or you. So, and, and, and they let you know about three or four days in advance. Mm-hmm. They put you on a flight and fly you where you need to go. Yep. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's really interesting. Yep. That, that makes me think of a ton of questions that I could ask that person. But going back to your profession with the Action Sports Network, mm-hmm. man. When do you get your schedule of what games you're gonna you're gonna call and picking piggybacking off that? What game are you looking forward to calling, or are you hoping to call? Um, be honest with you, right now, I know what I have for this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Um, after this weekend, I know I have two games next week from then on I don't know um, it just kind of depends he may not send the schedule out because of course everyone already knows for this upcoming week so he may not send the schedule out for the next week until after that so I have no idea what I'm doing after next week I it, it kind of got to a point there in football where because it was so easier to navigate because we only had one game a week for football right where I could kind of um, I didn't make the schedule, obviously, but I kind of had an idea of, of, you know, okay, so, like, for example, McConaughey is going to play at Rochester. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably put David Musselman, one of our other broadcasters who lives in Rochester. Mm-hmm. He'll more than likely be doing that game, kind of proximity of where these guys live. Right. And so you kind of map it out, okay, well, Andy's going to be here this week. And, and Andy, I, you kind of think is, like, the bar. I mean – that's not to put anyone else as better or worse than him, but he is the owner, so right. he, you know, he gets to pick what game he wants to do because mm-hmm. it's his company, and by all means, that's fine. Right, no complaints there. But um, you kind of have an idea of, of okay, he's going to be here this week, so Dalton's probably going to be here. Then that leaves me to be here. Okay, you know, yep, and that could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. So and. I kind of like that because there wasn't – I felt like there wasn't one team that I had to follow all right. year long. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was different every week, and, and I was perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. If there was one team. If there was one football team? One football team you would want to call the games for. Uh, not – especially with knowing, like, how good that – let's even take football out of it. Let's go, let's go to girls basketball. Is there a team this year that you think, man, this team's gonna this team's gonna go far, and Absolutely. it would be fun to call them? Absolutely, as much as I could. Um, Who is it? Probably Norwell. Norwell. Norwell is the real deal. I actually did one of their games last week, last Saturday. Me and a guy named Derek Decker, who is from Norwell, yeah, and he does. He's he, the voice of Norwell, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, he does all the Norwell stuff, so he's going to have Norwell, obviously, which is yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I, I'd like to follow them because they have a really good team. They got two good guards. That's a Norwell team that really, I, I think, the last weekend in February could be playing 
at Gainbridge Fieldhouse for the state finals. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, they, they are. A, That's saying a lot. Yeah, they are a really good team. I'd follow them, and for girls basketball, I'd probably want to follow Eastbrook. Yeah, number th- they're ranked and, number three right now. Yeah, and fortunately for down here, uh, I probably will get to follow Eastbrook mm-hmm. a little bit, which will be fun because, excuse me, uh, Jeff Liddick, mm-hmm. great guy, yes, he is. coach. Yep. yep. Uh, Love talking to him. Love love doing their games. They got yeah. He was a fun podcast. Yeah, yeah. They got they got great kids over there, and uh, they're fun to be around. The culture for Eastbrook girls basketball, I Mm -hmm. think, is really fun to be around. And now the flip side of that coin. Let's talk boys basketball. Well, I go back to not like we talked about me not having a dog in the fight, but really, if I had to pick one, I probably would pick Oak Hill. Okay, Uh, because. You know, my dad's still coaching over there, so mm-hmm. I grew up in that program. That is the program that I love and always will love. It always feels like home to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how Oak Hill's going to be this year. I keep hearing um, things that, you know, oh, well, we may be okay this year. We may, you know, it may be kind of a different year compared to, to last Past, year when we yeah. were 19-3. and three. Mm-hmm. And But I still think it'd be fun because we got – uh, you, they have uh, Jace Tonigal. you got a stud freshman coming in. Stud freshman who's going to be a really good player. Mm-hmm. I think when it's all said and done, has the potential to probably be one of the best ever play at Oak Hill. Um, I think it'll be fun to call their games. Another boys team I'd like to cover um, in the area. Maybe not necessarily. Well, yeah, I'd like to cover Manchester High School boys. Uh, their coach and my dad go way back. They're really good buddies. Um, so gotten to know him over the last few years as well. I think those would be fun to call and McConaughey yeah. as well. Um, I don't know how McConaughey is going to be this year, but their coach is a great guy. Mm-hmm. Love being around him. And again, that goes back to building the rapport with these coaches. Is mm-hmm. to me, it's not really about the quality of the team. It's the quality of the coaches that mm-hmm. that, that you have to deal with day in and day out. One that I would like to catch, uh, which isn't in our areas, I'd like to go catch a couple Kokomo games. Flory? Yeah. Go watch Flory? Yeah. 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 Um, in person. Uh, cause have you seen him play in person? No. I have. Really? And it's fun. Uh, it's fun. And, 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 and I've been fortunate enough where I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him a friend, but we know each other, me and Flory. Um, just Just – because I'm a big basketball nerd on top of it. And so I, I, I actually have a lot of friends over in that Kokomo area, a couple that go to Kokomo. And I've gotten to know Flory, not real well, but I've been around him mm-hmm. outside of basketball a couple times. And he's such a great dude, mm-hmm. such a great guy, uh, very humble, down-to-earth kid. And he is fun to watch because he is a really yeah. good basketball player. Yeah, yeah, he's he's – for some reason, I think I don't know his his body shape reminds me of Kevin Garnett. Kinda, kinda, you know, yeah. Real, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, and I think Bill Self, who's going to be his college coach at Kansas, I thought I saw somewhere where he's been quoted as saying that Flory has potential to be the next Joel Embiid. Wow, kind okay. kind of that, and I mean Joel Embiid. That's won a the, mouthful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he won the uh, MVP, the MVP last, year last year in the year. NBA. Yeah, so. that's a mouthful. Yeah, uh, but and 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 to me, it's kind of cool because it's like here's a guy that has NBA dreams and NBA aspirations to be a lottery pick, 
in a year or two, and I know him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I think it's cool to say that I know those kind yeah. of people. So. Yeah. so what's up next for you? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I mean, are, are your plans of going to college or doing well, anything and, turn about, it, and turning this into something big? I've thought about uh, wanting to go back to school, not in college, kind of taking this year to figure out what I want to mm-hmm. do. I'll be honest with you guys, and of course these Hoke Hill people listen to it, like Coach Renbarger, and he can tell you, I was not the best student in high school. Um, <laughs> me either, man. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 made, I made the dean's list. Really? Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> I got my associates. I'm working on my bachelor's. There you go. So, I mean, I was a horrible student in high school, but I had different priorities back then. But well, I, that's not the same Conrad we're talking to now. <laughs> well, I, I just I just was never really a good yeah. student in high school, really, because I didn't try. Um, I don't you know go. why. Um, my parents, when they would sit me down and lecture me when I was a – freshman and sophomore really up until my senior year all throughout high school when they would say you're going to look back on this and regret it and wish you could have done more mm-hmm. and they are a thousand percent right. yes they are. a thousand percent right how many times you roll your eyes at them though a lot okay. every, more time, <laughs> usually more every time <laughs> yeah every time because um i kind of had to play catch up a little bit yeah. my senior year because to be honest with you i did have to go to summer school and recover a couple classes um but you did it, and, right? Yeah, I did. I passed, and it was all good. But my senior year, um, I remember it came down to, and this is kind of funny because I have an analogy because of it. Um, my English class, we had to turn in a um, like a vocab assignment. And I did the vocab assignment, and I forgot about it on the last day of the semester before Christmas last year. That grade's not in the grade book at the at the end of the day before I go home for Christmas break. And I email the teacher and I go, did you get my vocab assignment? And she goes, no. So I, I, I asked the teacher of the other class I was in if I could race down and go get this. I took it to her. She graded it. Passed the class. Barely. And, 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 and I told people, I was like, I, I, I hit a shot at the buzzer to win the game. There. Oh, I, get it. I hit a shot at the buzzer to pass uh, first semester. Of my senior year, and then and then my the uh, second semester of my senior year, I of course I don't tell anyone about this. Uh, I kind of keep this close to close to my chest because it's embarrassing. But I did not work real hard there after the uh, during the first nine weeks of my senior year. It was basketball season. I was doing a game on the radio almost every night. I felt like I didn't have time to do homework and. To me at that time, I was okay with because I didn't want to do it anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I would just not do it, and I had to play catch-up, and I had to turn stuff in. And in the last nine weeks of my senior year, I turned things around, and I actually had really good grades. I had <laughs> I, I, I had Bs really the whole last nine weeks of my senior year. And when graduation day came, I thought to myself, you know, if I had done that, my entire high school career, I'd probably be going to Ball State right now. Uh-huh. Or I'd probably be going to IU right now to go kind of do like what your daughter's yeah. doing here. Yeah. And I, uh, that, that's probably the biggest regret I've had in high school it's right there. Well, I love um, that because any of these high school kids that listen to this can hear yeah. this and say, hey, yeah. okay. Yeah. I've, I've always preached that real quick. I've always preached that. Uh, dig in now 
cruise later. Don't cruise now and dig later. Yeah, right. yeah, because sometimes you've cruised too long and now the dig is way too deep. See, see, I got down. See, the way I look at it is, I was down about twenty-five or thirty points there in the in, in the second in the second half of my senior year, and then, and then I chipped at the lead, and I, I hit a couple big shots. We got yeah. a couple big points down the stretch, and and we ended up closing it out. There. Some uh, some role players stepped up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why. We had to go to the bench right yeah, there. Yeah, we went deep up. in the bench. Oh yeah. Teddy, you got anything to add? I'm impressed. He's, I know. He's using sports analogy into, you know, into life. education and <laughs> life. Yeah. Yes. It's, well, because that's all I've known my whole life <laughs> sports. So I got nothing else to compare it to. It's like yeah. my sister will always get mad at me and say, why do you compare everything to sports? That's all I know, yeah. Lacey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now, how about, do you have a certain phrase that you try to use every broadcast you do? I, I know Andy's pretty famous for, you know, the the – the fo 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 that or yeah. the the slurpee from seven eleven yeah. when the volleyball scores seven eleven or or he's always throwing in you know musical artists and how about See, you you got anything that I would say what's your what's your go to phrase do you have one yet I don't think I have one yet uh, are you are you trying to think of one are you working on one I have tried to think of some <laughs> um, I used one 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 time and Ted. He, uh, he texted me. He loved it. I was cool. like, he lit the fuse on that bomb. Yeah. <laughs> he said that was a bomb. And Conrad's like, he lit the fuse on it. <laughs> now, it was real, wasn't it? Yeah. See. In a soccer match. Yeah. See, uh, I don't think I'd have any phrases of my own, but there were a couple times where I did borrow some stuff from Andy. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't do this anymore, but I would say the fo 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 and Moses Malone to go yep. sometimes. And I guess I said it one time he was listening, and the next time I saw him, he goes, "Hey, by the way, the fo 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 and Moses Malone to go is trademarked." Yeah, I was gonna say now. he's gonna trademark on that one. Yeah. So you so, gotta pay him every time. You use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so from now on, I don't say fo 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 and Moses Malone to go. I've almost done it, and yeah. so, actually, I'll be honest with you. I have done it, uh-huh. and there are some things that I say that they're not necessarily like I don't mean them to be controversial because they're not. But there are some things that I say where I kind of want to test to see if people are really listening, uh-huh. because then, of course, oh boy, the 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 sexual championship yeah. soccer game with the uh, when I said. Um, that kid looked like the five-year-old who spilled the apple juice. That was one of those kind of tests I did to see if anyone would say to me later, why would you say that? <laughs> you know? And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. But um, I just kind of do it to test, see if people are listening. Mm-hmm. So And and, and there was somebody listening. <laughs> and there was somebody listening. And uh, yeah. they, they, got, <laughs> they got upset. I, uh, like I told like – the story, once somebody throws an F-bomb at me, conversation's over. Right. You're not going to hear anything I have to say anyway, right. so uh, shut the window. <laughs> now. And, see, yesterday, you guys put out your two episodes mm-hmm. with Derek and uh, Marky and Dalton. Mm-hmm. I was actually getting ready to leave to go do the game I was doing, and Marky called me. And I was like, what? And he goes, Go to Garage Talk. He goes, go to Derek Gowan's podcast. He goes, skip to about the 40-minute mark. And I go, why? He goes, because they talk about you. So I did, and I listened to it. And Derek Derek was a real trooper in that situation yeah. and helped me out. And uh, 
real appreciative of that because yeah. because you I'll be did nothing you, wrong. Man. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I felt bad, but um, life goes on. Yeah, you know, move on from it. It's over. Now. I think they were. I think you know. I, I understand I, the the parent. I think they were on top of that was a little butthurt of of getting beat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 kind of like Derek said to us in that situation, he was like, she wouldn't have done that if they had won. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and you know, I said the big poppy comment, and uh, kid's last name is Ortiz, David Ortiz. And that dude could rake. Mm-hmm. I mean, that dude could hit the ball. So I didn't mean it to be a bad thing, but I mean that kid was yeah. playing well. Mm-hmm. I didn't take offense to it, and I'm Hispanic, right? Man. So, right. <laughs> uh, you can't get more offended than the other race. You know what I'm saying? You can't get offended for a race. I don't know. That's just my opinion. So, anyways. <laughs> but, okay. Like, like, let's go back to the, the phrase. We're working on a phrase, you know. It's, uh, think of some phrase you've heard an announcer use it. Come on. Think of something. Any announcer, that, do they have a certain phrase that you just, you can think about it? I don't know. Come on. Holy cow. Who, okay, who was it? Harry Carey. Okay. You have a Harry Carey vibe. <laughs> a young, I don't know whether or not you know what? <laughs> you, you, you are a young Harry Carey vibe, man. Before the grave. <laughs> well, well, the difference between me and Harry Carey is that I don't show up to do a game drunk. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. How about boom, baby? Well, that one was an I, I obvious. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, now, now, another well, one. The guy who does NBA games on TV, guy hits a three and he'll go bang. Mm-hmm. That's probably that's probably a big one, but I don't like that one. I I, I think that's just too cliche. You know yeah. what about what yeah. about Chris Berman? Back 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 back. Somebody hit a home run in the home mm-hmm. run derby. Yeah, I can't remember the one Stuart Scott always did. What was he had one that became famous too? Cool as the other side of the pillow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's was, a good one. Yeah, that that was a good one. Yeah, but Grant, um, thank you uh, for hanging out with us and I taking time. It. I know you're busy. I know you got to prep for a game tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, you got a prediction for that game? I don't. Um, Do you try and stay away from the predictions? No, no, no. Uh, but there, there's just some games that just happen where um, I just don't know. Yeah, and. I, I've always tried to have a prediction on things. Um, that's how I live my life, as I live my life where I want to know what happens. So I probably could have given you a prediction on the game I did last night up mm-hmm. in Northfield. I'm not sure I could give you one tonight because I've seen Wabash. I have no idea about Marion. Mm-hmm. No idea. From what I've heard is they are struggling and are not very good this season. With not, They're struggling with numbers. Yeah. 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 And so and that's... Um, that's all I really know about Marion. Now, you know, Conrad brought up predictions. That, that's we got a couple minutes. Yeah, who you got today? Michigan State or Penn State? Or not Michigan or Penn State? I'm sorry. Michigan in the throes of their sign sign stealing saga, which everybody does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't really think what they're doing is wrong. They uh, just got. Are caught. we living in an age of if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win? Maybe. 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 I really don't know. I mean, I don't think what they're doing is necessary. I, I don't really know all the facts, but 
I think that's a part of the game mm-hmm. where, I, I mean, in basketball, coaches, especially like because you're not allowed to do it in college, but high school coaches, they go out and they scout. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I know that, like, I've been to games where Rinbarger's been scouting and everything, and and I'd be sitting there and I would purposely try to listen to what the other the team we're scouting's coach would say mm-hmm. the play they would call out like one time we were scouting a team and the play they called out was texas mm-hmm. and he turns to me and he goes what play did they call out and i go texas i don't know how to run texas but he called out texas and we watched it and they ran they ran texas how they run texas mm-hmm. but um I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, I think it's a part of preparing for the game. So going back to your prediction, as we get off topic here, uh, <laughs> going back to your prediction, I'd pro- honestly, I'd probably take Penn State. That's uh, With Michigan struggling, not having their coach today, i take Penn State. I, I'm hoping for that upset. I know you are. You're an Ohio State guy. In football, yeah, but IU basketball. You know, it's- See, that's – I don't know. It might just be me. It kind of bothers me when people have three or four different colleges. It bothers me, too. Like, I, I agree. My, my, I know what you're saying. Mine goes back to when Eddie George played for Ohio State. He was my favorite back then. And he just, it just yeah. stuck with me. But Did still, you cheer him on in, at Tennessee? I rooted for him. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I always hoped he did well, yeah. you know. That's kind of like now my buddy, like, like all of us, you know. If, yeah. if another county team still play and it's not our school, we hope for the best for them. You yeah, know? yeah. And and um, the people that really bug me are the people who claim to be IU basketball fans, but then, for example, they like Notre Dame football. Yeah, there's a I, lot of them too. I, 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 those are my least favorite kind of people. <laughs> so I'm one Conrad. of those. No, 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 people. no. I, like. <laughs> I really, I really don't have a favorite college basketball team. I really that's okay. don't. Yeah, that's I really, okay. I just love watching college basketball. Oh, I, I love college basketball. I, I, I love college basketball probably more than I love high school basketball and the NBA. I, I, yeah, I oh, think yeah, I might yeah. love college football more than I love the NFL. But, I do. But <laughs> I love my Colts. I do, so. too. Love the Colts. But co- college basketball – Something to me that's kind of become real special because mm-hmm. I love the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, I man. I love it. I loved it, especially being in high school because, you know, when I talk about not doing anything in school, when it came to that first weekend and there were games that started at noon when I was still in school, that's all I did all you, day on my computer, watch mm-hmm. them games. I always used to take make sure I had vacation days those first that first Thursday and Friday. <laughs> and and, and the, those first Thursday and Fridays, I, in my opinion, you, you have your Super Bowl, you have uh, uh, Sunday at the Masters and everything, but I think those Thursday and Friday the NCAA tournament are the two best days in sports. I do year. too. I do so, too. Um, but really for me, I, I've been fortunate enough where I've gone to these AAU tournaments that mm-hmm. take place down in Indy and – I go because I like being in the atmosphere. I like seeing who I can see there. And sometimes you run into the right people. Mm-hmm. I've been fortunate enough to run into some of these big-time college coaches mm-hmm. that have been there. And I remember I went to a tournament down there with one of my buddies. And we went because we were going to – because LeBron James's son was playing there. Okay. And I like LeBron. So you guys probably like Jordan. I think Jordan's the GOAT. And that's a whole other discussion. It's – I, I, I... I don't 
some I can't remember who said it. I think there's a goat in every era. You can't say ultimately okay. who's the goat I, I, I because can they that. they cannot play each other. Like LeBron in his prime couldn't can't play. He can't travel back in time to play Michael Jordan right. in his prime. Right. So right now, I don't think LeBron is the goat. Right now, I think he was, but I think uh, I I don't think it's him. Well. Going back to what I was going to say, though, mm-hmm. is that we go to watch LeBron James's son, mm-hmm. Bronny James, and we get there, and we park the car, and I noticed that as soon as I got there, I was like, there's a lot of people here. And I know these guys that are we're going to watch mm-hmm. play tonight are big five-star recruits mm-hmm. and everything, but I didn't know that there would all be these college coaches there. So we get there, we pull in. There's a big SUV that comes and parks right next to us. Guy who jumps out of the SUV is a guy by the name of Rick Barnes, who's the head coach at Tennessee. Tennessee. And I said to my friend, I was like, oh, my God, it's Rick Barnes. <laughs> and so we're walking up, and Rick Barnes kind of walking behind us. And finally I just stop, and I turn to him, and I go, are you a, 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 a Rick Barnes? And he goes, yep, ask me, <laughs> with a southern accent. And, 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 and he was real good. And then – we're walking up there. I saw the coach at Baylor walking in, walking, I mean, from here to about the TV over there. And I'm like, oh, this is unreal. So I'm walking around. We get in there finally, and I'm walking around seeing these guys, Matt Painter, uh, you know, just, just Bob Huggins, who used to be a coach at West Virginia, Bill Self, John Calipari. And I call my dad, and I go, dude, like, there, like, there are so many of these guys here. Yep. And then as soon as I got off the phone with him, the coach at North Carolina is standing from about me to you guys. I was like, I got to go get a pic with this dude. Uh-huh. So we got a picture, and then I realized, oh, you just walk right up to these guys and take pictures with them. Oh, that's... So that's what I did. And, and I've kind of started like kind of a collection of going and meeting these guys and that's wanting to get cool. pictures with them. Oh. And there's some that I haven't got that I really want. So this spring, when that all comes to fruition and that gets going again, I've I've already told myself I'm going to travel uh-huh. where I need to go to to get my collection when yep. I need it. Uh, it ma- makes you wonder. You know, you're down there in Indy, and all these college coaches are there. I'm like, you think they had the back room at St. Elmo's reserved for that night or that afternoon? Probably, <laughs> probably, <But> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, thank you so much for stopping in. I appreciate it. And you have a uh, wonderful game. We'll be listening. We Good. we always Thank listen, you. so. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we, we do. We appreciate you coming on. And yeah. You, even though you're still a youngin', you, you had some words of advice for. Other youngins? People, <laughs> people, people still in school, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it does, well, and that, that means a lot to us. Yeah. When, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I think uh, I've realized that you guys make Mrs. Senewal not seem as bad. So. Oh, well. I like these Mississinawal people. I, I don't think there's one school around here that yeah. I hate more than the other. So. Yeah, ask Coach Rimbarger about, you know, when, when we were messaged about him coming over, he's he's like, I don't think they'll let me come in town. <laughs> <laughs> they did. And, and it was a good interview. But I think he came you, the back way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, man. Uh, and and uh, we appreciate you. I yes, appreciate you do. having me. Good luck. Keep up the good work. Yep. Hey, man, that was a good podcast with Grant. It was. Pretty pretty enlightened young man. 19 years old. Yeah, and he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. And 
he he's not bad at play by play. I think I I don't even want to say not bad. He's really good. I'm, he is. I I'm, agree. You know, I'm horrible. No, I, I think you're pretty good too. Eh, I'm more a color guy. You know what I'm well, saying? You know what I'm saying? They they, they got to have their right hand man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you feeling today, buddy? Oh, I got a hitch in my giddy up, brother. You want to explain what happened? <laughs> yeah, so uh, me and Dee had discussed it. and um, She is, uh, we are not uh, trying to have any more happy accidents. <laughs> and... Uh, I went and had a procedure done. Okay. At uh, Happy Dad. <laughs> That's what uh, the place is called, Happy Dad, uh, Dr. Matt. Uh, I got my vasectomy yesterday, which uh, when this airs, it'll be a week from yesterday. But Hopefully you're better by then. Oh, man. Should I tell you the story? Uh, I think our listeners would like to know. If, All right, if so. Inquiring minds want to know. I go to get my vasectomy, and I'm like, man, I'm going to treat this like a tattoo. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't mind sitting there for six hours getting tattooed. Unless right? It's very painful. Right. Uh, Dr. Matt was, uh, his his receptionist was very uh, warm and, and, and welcoming and took us directly into... Uh, our room and uh, you know I'm thinking this is like a, tip, a typical doctor setting you know they take you into the room and you're there for 45 minutes right waiting on the doctor to come in jeez how many times does that happen about every time I go so I go in there, there there's a door to enter and then there's a back door and Dr. Matt pops out of the back door yeah because you were thinking of running out that door, right? Oh, you, shit. You were getting yeah, a little man. bit nervous, right? I'll tell you right now. It, there's a chair in the corner with, with a pad on it, like a pee pad, like for your puppy. Uh-huh. That you got to sit on. So he's like, hey, drop them britches. You're you're not going to get stitches. <laughs> so so I was like, cool, man. So I, <laughs> I dropped my drawers. I got on the, the little pad. And uh, D's like, do I need to leave? And he's like, no, you can stay. And he's like, hey, Conrad, what kind of music you like? I was like, man, I, I got a playlist. <laughs> he's like, what? I was like, yeah, my buddy uh, who recommended you uh, said, you know, have a playlist. And he's like, yeah, man, uh, Bluetooth it. I put my music on. He uh he numbed my boys. I, laid, I would hope so. Yeah, he laid me back. I numb, he numbed my boys. Um, got about four songs in. And he's like, we're almost done. Four songs. So a song usually averages, what, two and a half, three minutes. So, yeah. Say 12, 15 minutes. Yeah. And for some reason... And I love her, man. I love her to death. I love her more than anybody I've ever loved before. Dee's talking. <laughs> and 
I, I'm kind of like just unfocused for a second. And from head to toe, I start sweating profusely. Okay. Dude, anxiety like a mofo. I go, hey, I need a drink. I need something cold. I need a cold water. And I skip breakfast. Okay. This is 9 a.m. Well, a lot of times you're not supposed to eat before a procedure. Well, that's what I thought. So you didn't eat. So I didn't eat. He just raps on the door. The the nurse assistant pops out, hands him a cold compress. I put it on my face. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I legit thought I was passing out. Oh, I legit thought I was passing hmm. out. So, so he was like, "Hey, man, we're we're done." I go, "What?" And I pull out a business card, and I'm like, hey, man, here's a business card, blah, 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 blah. He's like, I will talk about this after payment. (laughs) Dr. Matt was very professional, very friendly, and he made me feel like like I was cared for. Right. Sounds like it. So he he goes over, hey, no sutures, no sutures. no needles. We took care of you. We cauterized. We, you know, it it was very in and out. And I got to admit, painless. But me and my anxiety, <laughs> he he puts gauze on my kind of rhymes, <laughs> and he says, uh, "Put these shorts on," and. Uh, you know, for the day, take this off, and I got this care box for you. So the shorts I put on are like fishnet stockings, man. Oh, you better be going on OnlyFans. Well, let me just tell you right now, brother, I didn't feel sexy. <laughs> I did not feel sexy at all. But, but so I'm standing up. I'm putting on my clothes. I got queasy again, and D's like, oh, gosh, he does this. He can't stand the sight of blood. He's a... It rhymes with wussy. And I sit down, and I'm like, man, I can get a six-hour tattoo, but I can't handle it. 15-minute procedure. Now, you know, I'm hoping this is allowed. I'm going to say it anyway, so I'm wondering why it took so long. Was he having... Problem finding it or what? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> no, Ted. <laughs> so anyways, get my clothes on. I about pass out standing up. I sit down. All I can think about is just blood. And he's like, hey, you know, he was so, he was so professional and kind. And he was like checking on me. Got to the car. We get in the car. And I look at the clock. I'm like, we were just in there. There's no way. Did you not change the clock from daylight savings time? <laughs> She's like, no. It, so we're driving home, and it felt like she purposefully hit every bump. Well, yeah. <laughs> She's supposed to. She's like, you're just hungry. 
And she started speaking my language. <laughs> you want you want some French toast? This my little buddy wants some French toast. I was like, yeah, yeah, I want some French toast. It felt like it took us forever to get home. Uh-huh. But I'm, when I'm we got sure home, she took care of me. She was an angel of mercy. <laughs> at, you know, 50 minutes prior, I did not believe that. <laughs> But Dr. Matt, he texted me this morning, asked me how I was doing, if I was okay. I, I didn't want to, like, who would say a vasectomy was a pleasant experience? It was more the ride home wasn't a pleasant experience, but. You know. Sounds like you got a pretty awesome doctor there. Yeah, he he, he did. You so, know, so you'd recommend him to somebody else to think about having this done. Yeah, yes, right. I would. Yeah, yes, I would. That's good. And I also recommend getting the laughing gas, which this is my <laughs> fault. I opted out of that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I, I get a six-hour tattoo. I'm big back. Wrong. I should have took Damn. the laughing gas. Yeah. And- you should have, and he should have videoed it when you're com- oh. when you're coming out of it. That would have been like hilarious. Oh, you would have loved that, wouldn't you, guys? I would have, but yeah. just some of these things you've been saying, you know, I could have interjected some humor into it, but I figured I probably better not. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your your candor, sir. <laughs> your restraint, Teddy. That's unlike you. Oh man! But I know. You know what? It worked out. Um, I feel way better today. I'm really glad that, like, he made me feel like that was cool of him to text mm-hmm. me and ask that me is, if I was all right. That is. And he asked me about the podcast. He said, are you going to tell everybody about that? You're going you're gonna <laughs> to tell everybody about how you almost passed out? I was like, why not? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're not afraid. Nah, I mean, happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. But he was... Just the nicest, I don't want to say the nicest doctor's visit, because I've had some where I didn't walk out like I got kicked in the nuts, but it was was a lot better than what I had imagined. Well, yeah, leading up that, you've got all kinds of theories running through your head. Or you got buddies that's telling you horror stories about it, or or what you got to do beforehand, or... But Happy Dad hooked me up. They took care of me. And I love my kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm, at, I'm, I'm seriously at an age. Kids are out of the question. <laughs> I'm ready to hey. enjoy myself. Well, shout out to you for having the balls to go through that. Shout out to Dr. Matt for taking care of you. No pun intended? No, no, not really. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, we want to give our sponsorship shout-outs right now. So, Rookies, Inc., for all your apparel needs, www.rookiesinc.com, or call Steve Horn at 765-536-2726. Quality products and a quick turnaround time. Wonderful, wonderful. New store in Gas City as well. Yes, place. Jennifer Swanner at Nicholson 2.0 Residential or Commercial Properties. That's the realtor for you. 
765-661-4821. Yep, and she's with you from the beginning to the end. She's a rock star. Yes, she is. Mama Pearson, so poor him and beautiful, Gas City, Indiana. Right on Main Street, Ted. Get your smell good on. I, I like that place, and a couple great people run that. Backyard builder for all your quality fencing and decking needs. Call Eric Skeens, which I got to give him. I got to give him a shout out. He hooked me up yesterday. He knew what I went through. He brought me a case or an 18 pack of tall boy Coors Lights. Wow. See, they're not just the best in the business. Consider it. Consider it. Awesome people. Awesome people. Call Eric Skeens at 765-667-5974. Jonesy's Lawn Care Residential and Commercial Lawn Services. Now providing golf cart maintenance. Call Jeremy Jones at 765-667-5097. Yep. It's probably going to be turned into uh, snow removal here now, isn't it? Before long? Oh, let's not talk snow. <laughs> Alt House Auto Body and Towing. You've been in a crash, and your car looks like trash. Call Scott Watson at 765-348-2414. Or your car won't go? No, I need a tow. Call Scott Watson at 765-499-1534. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Conrad, before we go, yeah, we need to shout out Miss Cinewall football team. Oh, man, what we a great did, season. We didn't get the result we wanted last night, but, hey, keep your heads high, guys. Yep. You made this community proud. Yep. And all Grant County teams. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys later. Later.